0: And we're back with more on Newstalk Saga 960. So very glad you could join us on this Tuesday edition of the Mark Petrona Show. We have Linda Blade coming to us from Edmonton, Alberta. She is a sport performance coach, a Ph.D. in kinesiologist. She's also a published author of a terrific book, Unsporting. I'll get to the rest of that uh, later. But uh, we're really thrilled to have uh, Linda on the show because of a decision by the uh, over the the body, the governing body that oversees uh, swimming, and um, they have essentially banned transgender athletes who have been through male puberty from competing with women. Can you talk a little bit about this decision, Linda?
1: Well, Mark, this is groundbreaking uh, in the way that World Rugby policy was groundbreaking in 2020 very few sport groups have the courage to look at the data look at the science understand that there's a difference between men and women males and females and to come up with a policy that's fair for the female athlete especially because men you know men can accommodate almost anybody in their sport as an open sport but female athletes need to have a category dedicated to the female sex.
0: Right, and uh, I guess these trans athletes uh, are going to have their own category, which is what you called for last time we spoke.
1: Right, and and I will add this. If you take the entire trans population and split it 50-50, trans who are female-born and trans who are male-born, the trans who are female-born remain in fema- female sports. So it's really not even an anti-trans thing, because we're protecting the trans who are even female and wish to stay in female sports even if they identify as men. So really what we're talking about is male athletes who, who want to self-identify as women and force their way into women's sports. The male sport or open sport category can accommodate them. Um, so we really are, it's not even an anti-trans thing. It's, it's basically trans and any other ideology or identity that you have is is sort of irrelevant in sport. We compete with our bodies and that's what this ruling was about.
0: Right. Uh, and this has been something that's been a cloud over uh, female athletes for what at least a, a year or two uh, yes. as more and more trans athletes started to, to compete. And this, yep. uh, this decision now is the strictest by any Olympic sports body uh, yes. made during its uh, general congress, overwhelmingly decided on by its members after hearing mm-hmm. a report from a transgender task force comprising leading medical legal and sports figures. So this was a lot of important people, people who knew, who knew what they were talking about, who understood what was going on and the physiology of it. Mm-hmm. You're a PhD in kinesiology as well, so you understand that um, somebody who's gone through puberty as as a male has innate advantages that can't be undone mm-hmm. by uh, hormone blockers, correct? Right,
1: right. And, and really, um, the FINA ruling Basically, just says if a male born person has gone through puberty, they have an overwhelming advantage. But I would say this, and this is my only little quibble with the FINA policy, is it and we can, you know, sport groups can talk about that sort of in a separate issue. But underage athletes, I still would say uh, little boys have some advantages over little girls, even if they haven't gone through puberty. So whether you Combine those sports at that age is a question, but that's, uh, you know, in many recreational contexts, that does happen anyway. But that's a little little nuance to the policy. But for sure, after puberty, there is no question and there's no mitigation of the male advantage. So no male-born person should be in women's sports.
0: So what do you do about all those races that Leah Thomas won? I mean... Do you, you give the app- medals
1: to the right, yeah, you give the medals to the rightful winners uh, and you uh, reinstate and you put a metrics by the results for future generations and posterity. I don't think the NCAA has the courage to do that. They're still way too woke, but this uh, policy by CENA certainly does, um, you know, I think in time. Uh, USA Swimming uh, and then the NC2A and then on down will follow suit and it's that's why you know we've had a temporary glitch in the matrix so to speak but I think that uh, this kind of does a lot of a, a well a big course correction let's just say that
0: all right so who's next uh, to do this course correction by the way that's a, that's a tremendous uh, comment you just made essentially stripping mm-hmm. Leah Thomas of the uh, victories that she has had that that person mm-hmm. has had uh, competing mm-hmm. against biological women i mean mm-hmm. uh, who could forget just the visual of that of the two of them there were the tr- at one point there was true two trans athletes who had won first and second place and then the third place finisher was there with her baby and she was a biological mm-hmm. woman but it's unbelievable i mean so you're you're you want to go back and strip The winners of their victories and say no, uh, it was unfair. You didn't deserve to win those races, and so the second place winner, finisher, the the biological woman who finished first amongst biological women, should be the one who is deemed to be the winner of the race.
1: Yes. Well, here's what I would say: if 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 people think it's unfair because Leah Thomas would be unfair to strip because uh, Leah Thomas uh, had been playing under the rules so to speak uh those rules were not correct maybe then give a second medal to whoever deserves it or whatever maybe you know but i'm just saying somehow the women who were caught out by this year of this glitch need to be recognized and they need to be it needs to be recorded in the record books where they should have been as far as their placing and their medals and their honors that they get and that that's that, you know, I don't know if, like I say, it's maybe water under the bridge, but um, let's just hope the MC2A uh, smartens up now.
0: Linda Blade, author of Unsporting, How Trans Activism and Science Denial Are Destroying Sport, and that is available on Amazon, by the way, if you want to check that book out. It was co-written with Barbara Kay. All right, yeah, so this is the first, of, first major victory I mean, you and yes. I have spoken about this, I've argued, and uh, last time we spoke, you agreed with me that I think women, like mm-hmm. biological women, should not even be competing against mm-hmm. uh, trans athletes. I th- I think if yeah. women yeah. wanted to put an end to this, all they mm-hmm. had to do is say, well, we're not taking part, and let these mm-hmm. athletes have a hollow victory by running against yeah. uh, either other mm-hmm. uh, trans persons or uh, alone. Yeah. And yep. so now we have this decision. What do you think led to the decision? I mean, apart from the report that was done and the analysis that was done by uh, trained professionals, was how much of this was about public pressure by people like yourself, other people speaking out, athletes perhaps not taking part? I mean, to what degree is this the result of uh, just major backlash, global backlash, against what was going on?
1: Well, I mean, clearly, clearly, the uproar over Leah Thomas contributed in a major way. Um, but on top of that, um, issues has come up. For example, the Emily Bridges and, and British Cycle. Or was a male that was registered as male, even still is, and it wanted to go into the Women's National Championship in Great Britain. Um, and so would be, uh, British cycling had to make a ruling, so that means international cycling had to make a ruling, and so forth. So it's it's kind of the, the chickens coming home to roost in a number of sports, and so I think, and UCI, I mean, sorry, uh, FINA, um, just I believe they had immediately after the NC two A's were wrapped up in March, they put together a very strong science committee to review. And this is the thing that happens. When you actually have a serious review of the scientific literature, which is what World world Rugby had to do as well due to the injury status of athletes, um, you have no choice but to come up with the solution that they have, that, that you have a category specifically and strictly for female athletes. Otherwise, it just isn't fair. And it's just overwhelming. The science is overwhelming. So, you know, it, it, any, any sport that does that, and I would recommend that to FIFA because they have suggested they're going to go the opposite direction and throw the doors open uh, in women's sports. Um, and I think world athletics does need to tweak their policy, too. And then going on down, whatever the big sports do, like the big Olympic sports end up doing, this is, you know, why this ruling is so important. The the lesser sports or the sports that are not quite as well known, they will probably follow suit, since the IOC has sort of abandoned its authority. Um, other groups will follow what the major sports do, and that's why this is really really important.
0: All right, I'm going to ask you uh, first off, what I mean? You, you can't go back now and mm. rerun races, you know, yeah. because I know that there's going to be female athletes. Who think well that was a lost year and a half, two years of my life. Mm. Uh, mm. My career suffered a setback because yeah. of this. I knew that I wouldn't, you know, I didn't qualify. Say for instance for for a competition because mm. of certain individuals who were participating, uh, trans mm-hmm. athletes who were participating, and that were allowed to participate under the rules. So I think there's going to be a sense of anger by some women who feel that this was. Uh, unfair and yet mm-hmm. um, you know may may feel a certain uh, bitterness around not having been part of competitions that they would have otherwise qualified for. And the other exactly. part of that question, I suppose, if you want to tackle it, are you expecting much backlash from the trans community? Are they going to come back and say, no, this is not acceptable. You're a bunch mm-hmm. of uh, mm-hmm. transphobes. This, uh, this is unfair and it should not be tolerated.
1: Well, of course, there's going to be a backlash. I mean, <clears throat> then you have major media outlets like cBC uh, News only only asking for comments from Athletes Alley in the United States, which play of trans you know as a transgender promoter, um and they don't ask opinions of people like me or anybody else who is pro female sports. so, you know, obviously, there's still going to be a, a quite a bit of a backlash and um, pouting about what, does, what happened here because somebody didn't get their way. But the fact is is that, um, you know, those women who lost out because of these um, males coming into women's sport, um, they will probably have suffered the fate of the, a lot of our Western female athletes that were in the 1980s, 70s, and 80s competing against East Germans. And... Like Sharon Davies, one of the top UK swimmers of the time, she 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 missed out on so many medals and, um, you know, for an, an entire decade, Mark. So basically, yes, there will be a sting there that lasts. But the fact is, um, I hope that with this ruling, we actually nip it in the bud. I mean, that situation with East German women dopers, like they were taking drugs back in those days and Western women weren't, and, of course, so the East Germans are winning everything, but, you know, unfortunately, a lot of those East German women suffered early deaths because of all of the hormones and everything they were taking that wasn't, you know, testosterone isn't normal to have that level in women's bodies. So, but it's unfortunate all the way around. Uh, many women suffered on both sides of that coin. Um, but, you know, this is, that happened over uh, one or two decades, and we hope this can happen only after one year we need to nip this in the bud. That's all I can say. I mean, you're never going to, you know, bring back justice for every single female athlete that was put out by this. But we can try with the various measures on paper and all that, uh, you know, setting the record straight. But it's more important to get this right as soon as possible. Otherwise, gener- a generation of female athletes and girls will drop out of sport. So that's kind of what my book was about. Let's get let's get this fixed really quickly so we don't hurt women in sport
0: any more than we already have. You mean
1: already? Yeah. <laughs> any more than we've already had. Like, you know, we're bleeding. Let's, let's stop the bleeding as soon as possible. Yeah. Here. I mean, like y- we that's need right. to triage.
0: Y- you can't go back in time and prevent no. it from happening. And so yep. the damage that has been done, uh, but there will be women who say, you know, I lost key periods of my career as a result of mm-hmm. this. And maybe mm-hmm. you've spoken to some of them and, mm-hmm. uh I don't know what you say to these people because i don't
1: well you you just feel you feel so badly for them but as you say once an injustice is done you know it's like um you know there's been situations in track and field states were deemed ineligible after 10 years of winning all the money and all the. you know you can't i would like to see that those women compensate how do you do that how do you go back and find all the women that were we're not you know given the right prize or something I mean sometimes it's just tough luck and and we as people like I'm president of Athletics Alberta and people who who are in charge of sport policy the way I'm sitting on them right now we have to get these rules right otherwise it's just going to be injustice layered upon injustice and um you know, it just makes it sad and makes it unappealing to be in sport, and in sport's a great thing. So we, we just really need to work hard, and, and um, you know, those women, let's just hope that they still have an opportunity. This is just, you know, one year, yes, um, but, you know, maybe maybe now we can um, correct, you know, get the ship going back in the right direction, and, and, uh, and I, you know, that's all I can say. It's, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt can't
0: yeah. avoid it yeah but you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube I mean what's done is done but that you know mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you don't, that you don't fix it for future athletes you know what I mean you fix it as soon as possible get the. I agree you know get get the ship righted again and going yeah. in the right direction you have to uh, and uh, you know I, I guess all you can do is feel for those who lost out during that stretch of time but uh, at the end of the day, um, it, what's done is done. But let's move forward in the right direction as quickly as possible. All right, yeah. Linda, thank you so much for coming on the show. Appreciate it as okay. always.
1: Well, thanks, Mark. You know, yeah, just thank you. We're just trying so hard here and, and just keep following and keep, uh, keep reporting on it. The public needs to know. Thank oh, you.
0: Absolutely will. You can check out Linda's uh, great book. I've read it. It's uh, it's just a wonderful a primer on the situation. And uh, I dare say it's books like this that, is, that have helped change the direction back into something that uh, resembles fairness in women's sport. Unsporting, how trans activism and science denial are destroying sport. Hopefully, uh, we can we can put that in the in the rearview mirror. Tried to destroy mm. sport and failed. Maybe that's the uh, sequel. <laughs> Linda Blade with Barbara Kay. Linda coming to us from Edmonton, Alberta. And let's take a quick commercial break. Back with more on News Talk Saga 960 and the Mark Petronas show after this.